Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. It's a peculiarly chilly day here in Los Angeles. It's like fall when it's actually fall time in the rest of the country. If you guys are familiar with SoCal, usually around January or February, it gets to become sweater weather or uh, bathrobe or house coat weather. Uh, but this one came kind of early. I've been I've been shocked, but I've been debating putting on the heater, man. That's it's a whole other bill I don't want to deal with. <laughs> New Hampshire Radio, the podcast for creative. And thank you so much for checking out this podcast. And make sure if you are a returning fan of it, to leave a review on that Apple podcast or wherever you're listening right now. The more reviews, the better. My guest, Andres Sarmiento, has done so much in baking and filmmaking and just being an overall nice human. You're going to enjoy uh, the chat I had with him before I get to that. There's multiple ways you can support the show. Flobito.threadless.com. That's the web store. Flobito.threadless.com. You can buy new Amsterdam merchandise over at that storefront. And you can also become a member of the Boisterous Crew. That's what we call our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash flowboboys. See, I got the housekeeping out the way. Let's get right to it. Here's my chat with Andres. Welcome back to the Ram Sam Radio, the podcast for thinkers, doers, and creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office, hanging with someone who does all the things. I am not sure he is a filmmaker slash baker, and he does so much more. It's an honor and privilege to be with. I practice this before the show. Andres Sarmiento. Is that close? Is that close? Hey, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, kudos I, to that. I'm sorry, man. I got that gringo tongue. It's super heavy. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? It's, it's, it goes with the ethos of what I do. It's, it was creative. I add my yeah. creativity and every personal touch you add to someone's name is well accepted in my book. Well, let's get into it. What are you the most creative? Because you do a lot, sir. Yeah, it's I'm very sporadic with my creativity. <laughs> like, uh, like literally right now, um, right now I'm working on a short film or a short scene that I want to film by the end of the year. Um, and on top of that, I just got a job as a barista because my girlfriend is a barista and you do not realize how much science goes into that. Like it's making coffee is such an insane, like technical, precisional type of oh, oh, walk science. Me through that. Walk me through that because I, I'm just a guy who's like, I want coffee black, but you know, there's, there's some more complex drinks and everyone goes to town to make it and craft it the best that they can. Like what's that really like being in that world? Dude, espresso alone. It's like without scaring the people way too much like making espresso is not like like click, clicking the nespresso button and just having stuff come out and like uh in a real commercial like uh machine the grind size the water temperature the pressure the air environment like the environmental temperature the humidity all that stuff play a factor in how your coffee comes out freshness yeah. of the bean so it's it's very intimidating which my crazy self finds that intriguing enough to want to like figure it out yeah. but it's literally like let's say when when in the world of coffee making they people baristas like to refer to dials meaning like the the precision of how the, of of the grind size that will give you the perfect cup of joe like 
that grind size or that dial is so prone to changing with so many variables. Uh, the amount of coffee beans in the in the in the tray. If the AC turns on, it changes. If it's if the door opens and humidity gets inside, it changes. Oh. It's it's crazy, bro. Like it's yeah. people who make coffee and are exponentially good at it deserve recognition because it's it's like constant problem solving. As someone who's who's not in that world, what's the how do you go back and forth between the actual craft of it and then the customer service side of being like you know focus on making it then like taking orders at the same time? Is that two different half of the same brain? Do you split those work roles at your job? How does that work? Well, the funny thing is that where I work at is um, it's a very like solo person type of thing. Like it's literally one person uh, making the coffee, taking the orders, cleaning and closing or opening. Because the traffic, the incoming traffic is not that constant where you need like higher like employment, oh. but it's still to answer your question. When I figure it out, I'll let you know, because at the moment I'm still <laughs> like <laughs> Sunday, I had a full ship by myself. And let me tell you, like, it was stressful. It was stressful because I thought I had my, I had my precision. Then I go for like half an hour and come back and my coffee's like either over or under and when when people say over or under, over means like the coffee took too long to extract, which made it bitter. Yeah. And when it's under, it extracted too quick, which means the coffee came out sour. So I don't know if you ever had an espresso or an espresso drink. And you're like, oh, that's very bitter. Or oh, that's a little sour. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. Like that right now is the challenge that I want to like overcome because eventually I want to open my own coffee shop. And I'm a strong believer that for you to do things properly you need to know the full beast of what you're trying to create yeah because I've, I've had experience where you have like managers that they have the title but they don't know how to make the food from the place or they don't know how to make the coffee or etc like right. i want to i want to make sure that if i'm gonna like maintain a standard i have to like also like maintain it myself or like yeah. establish it it's funny you mentioned that because like one of my dreams in life is to have my own like late night variety show and and there's a lot of skills involved in that whether it's like working with guests or working with the crowd or uh doing an interview and i've done specific parts of that throughout my career because I, eventually i want to come to this so the reason why i bring all this up and not talk about me is to say that on the other side of things on the consumable side of things you're also are working in the bakery space too you, you bake goods yeah as well and that's a whole other craft altogether. Well, how'd you get to that? Well, first of all, so the viewers can see that's my little home bakery. So that's simply <laughs> creative right there. I make my breads, flowers, all that stuff. It's a little like behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah. Um, that all started because I was working as a kitchen manager in a cafe and we were getting bagels from a local purveyor that was very inconsistent and unreliable. And it's funny because I've always, from the get-go, I said, I don't want to get into baking. It's too much, like, precision. Um, mm -hmm. But when that happened, I'm like, hey, how hard can it be? One thing yeah. led to another. My friend saw that I started baking. He, he told me to uh, try doing sourdough. I told him no for, like, two months because sourdough, <laughs> it's a, I'm not sure if you're aware of sourdough, but sourdough is a whole creature of its own that you have to maintain. Yeah. Um, Literally. Yeah, it's it's a living <laughs> organism filled with bacteria that if you don't feed, it's just gonna die and you don't have your your yeast or your fermentation to like allow bread making. It's 
but like one curiosity left that uh, uh led after another one and it's just like that's kind of like my the insane mentality that i have that like if i say like oh that's cool i want to try like there's very little that can stop me this it's yeah that's just how I am. What was the, the big barrier? Was it just the extra steps in baking? Was it having bad bakery like experiences? Bro. What made you go, I don't think I could do this? Beforehand or during? Yeah, before, before you took the jump. Uh, cooking wise, I've always liked it because it's like, you can literally like, oh, let me a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Like you, you can modify as you go with baking. Like there's no such thing. You have to like mathematically like be precise know your percentages know your hydration know your your environment if it's too cold it's not gonna mm -hmm. ferment fast enough if it's too hot it's gonna ferment extremely fast uh so it's just like a science that i didn't know i was secretly fascinated by but it's like i think it's it's it goes with the ethos of how i live that like never say no until you try it and until I tried it, I was always very skeptical. But once yeah. I actually like put the first gram of flour into the bowl, I'm like, okay, this is this is something. And it's taught me patience. It's taught me like like gratitude about food and time and like just like being patient because bread making is not like an hour thing. It's like the and here's a little story. The most frustrating about the sourdough experience that is that the first three months I could not get it right. There was always something, and the loss was so huge because it was like literally 24 hours minimum that was wasted if the yeah. product didn't come out right. Yeah. And um, a moral of the story is that literally right when I was about to give up and I started getting like depressed because I felt like I wasn't doing uh, doing something right, my girlfriend said, "Hey, keep trying. You got this." The next yeah. day after that and on, like there was progress after the other. And it's just like when you think it's about to like get really bad, just keep your head up high and keep going because that's going to be the turning point. Let's talk about your support network. I mean, your girlfriend, she's very encouraging. That always helps you because I know most creatives do with that period of being like, what am I doing this for? Uh, but what's been other things you've come across to help you push through times of difficulty? Honestly, man, that's a constant battle. I'm having that battle, to be honest, this week. I've had mm -hmm. it the last week. Like it's and it's it's a battle that only really touches home to me because I hold myself so accountable to like making sure I do the best that I can that if I do anything less of that, I kind of like I knock myself over very hard about it. But I'm learning that. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to like not be perfect all the time. It's like it, half the time it's not like the destination. It's the journey that gets you there. And it's like I'm very grateful for like the mistakes. Like it's very essential, whether it's food, whether it's coffee, whether it's filmmaking, whether it's podcasting, it's very essential to mess up. It's okay to do mistakes. Like how else are you going to like you can read about it, but you won't know firsthand the impact it has until you do it yourself. So yeah. I've learned how to kind of like, accept it more often and i've learned how to kind of just keep myself motivated and sound like surround myself with people that give off good vibes because there's people that that are externally there supporting you but they're just like they're they're viewers and not necessarily like if you, yeah. if you have a bad day they're not gonna like pick up the phone and talk to you about it i feel 
I, I feel like there's there's be supporters and spectators, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the, you know, your story reminds me a lot of um, uh, the luxury car brand Lamborghini. Really? Uh, it's, it started off, Lamborghini had a Ferrari and he went to Enzo and he was like, your gearboxes are inferior. I drive tractors, this is not, this is not good. And he got laughed out the factory and decided to make his own thing. So it's like a spike, not a spike company, but the spark for you was this, this big was inconsistent. So I got to ask, is there dreams to have like service in the business and, and, and distribute? Or is this kind of like for you right now? Like where you are on your journey? Honestly, man, my mentality is the same of the, like, as a, uh, like the big entrepreneurs that we see nowadays, like. I I want to have like a like a startup of like whatever is the most practical to achieve, but I have a huge like bigger picture. Like for example, um, uh, Jeff Bezos started selling books out of his garage, and yeah. even back then he had the idea to do the things he want he's doing now. But a lot of people, when when you tell your ideas or your ambitions, uh, they tend to like either laugh it off or be like, "Oh, that's crazy! You got to like pick one thing." But that's for me, I, I don't think that's, that's a fair limitation to put yourself. Like I want to open a cafe. I want to have like a production studio where I can create my own content. I want to, I want to do things that I like to do. I want to like, and in the process have an ecosystem of creative minds that, that can like also use that platform to enrich themselves and the people around. So it's a very, like out there dream but at the end of the day what i discovered recently what i really really care about is just developing like i like developing creative concepts with people whether it's food whether it's video whether it's interior design i don't know like i yeah. having the conversation that's what i that's what really makes me get up out of bed and, and kind of like motivate me so at the moment the most the most rational one is like having a bakery because I have the knowledge and the experience and the yeah. the background in it. But there's there's a list of things that when I have the resources, it just like the limit the limit is up to me to place, which is gonna be very far. <laughs> Nothing wrong with having a vision. I always tell my friends that Nintendo sold playing cards, right? And now, Dude, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they think they switched the whole game up for sure. Uh, but so, is that why you go under the simply creative banner? Is that what this is? As long as it has that core creativity, is that what you're doubling down on? Yeah, simply creative started as uh, as me just wanting to bake bread, but I always try to like also look at the bigger picture and like simply creative. The dream, let's call it the dream of Simply Creative, would be that it's basically like a a, a hub. I wouldn't, I want to say corporation. Uh, it's more of a hub where houses different creative platforms within Simply Creative. You have Simply Cafe and and baked goods. You have like uh, the entertainment branch. Like I want it to be like. Let's joke around. I want it to be like the next Disney. <laughs> okay, yeah, like, a, like an umbrella company. So you have it on top and then the small divisions, but they all report to you, I guess. <laughs> the head. <laughs> or I mean uh, it's it's more yeah. I, I just I just kind of like steer the ship, but I I, I strongly believe which I, you say you do like something the film world relations type of thing. Yeah, and a little bit, yeah. In that sense, we both understand that like film production is not just one person like it's as strong as the people within the crew so yeah. it's the same mentality of, well, with what i, I want to do which is what i feel is my biggest um kryptonite that although i'm very independent i do 
internally rely on other people's input and contributions so I can excel. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the one of the things that holds me back that I try, I still try to rely too much on people, but at the end of the day, that's, that's really what I want to do. I want to create something that can provide the tools that probably I didn't have when I, when I'm like, like today, I want to provide the tools in the future that I wish I had back when I was having these ideas. And yeah, honestly, that's all I really care about. And if it can like sustain me and my loved ones even better, but actually I want to do what makes me happy. So and that, that's all you want, right? The pursuit of happiness. So, but you are a filmmaker. I mean, like that. I like the fact you dabble in that. And it's very similar too to the craft approach and focus of your other uh, passions. How has filmmaking uh, worked with you as you grow as a creative person? Uh, filmmaking has taught me a lot about psychology, believe it or not, because uh, I tend to direct and I tend to like people, okay. people like with filmmaking and with anything you like, it's a people environment where you have to like talk to other people and trying to like manage them and trying to, cause not, not every single person is the same person. So one approach that you may have on like overseeing someone, it might be a different with someone else. So filmmaking has helped me kind of like understand people psychologically and, and in the, in the process also understand myself because I don't know. Like when I direct, I don't say I'm a director. I think I say I'm a therapist because I I, <laughs> I, I, I I talk to the actors. I tell them like, Hey, so tell me about yourself. And then I kind of like fish for certain like stories that kind of trigger certain emotions. And then I'm like, okay, that the way you feel right now, this is kind of like the relation that we're trying to build right now. And da, da, da. like, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole psychosis of that. Just kind of like, like, I don't know, it just excites me to kind of understand it. Were you formally trained as a filmmaker or is this more like instinctual filmmaking? Um, I was, so for college, I went to college for all, all of the above, which is uh, filmmaking and culinary. And I even like dabbled a bit with acting. Dang. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a very curious person. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> uh, but um, I never finished school. I used school more as a, as a, platform or or an outlet something to like oh i want to learn about this let me go and learn and then when i felt like i was like not getting what i needed i'm like all right on to the next thing um yeah eventually i have to kind of like put my feet down and figure out like where i want to initiate at the moment it's the bakery but um i don't know like every experience believe it or not has taught me something that has shaped me into the person i am i don't regret them maybe i wish it was a little bit more organized but i mean Bro, yeah, literally, I'm, I'm with you. School is only one form of education. Like, uh, even if you had eight degrees, you still have to go out there and get experiences to make things work. So, I'm with you. Like, literally, what people don't acknowledge, what I always tell myself is, I'd rather like take the risk now instead of being 40 or 50 or 60 and looking back and say, oh, I wish I did something. Like, yeah. I'm very satisfied with the decisions I made. Um, and Literally, you you don't think about it, but like one one decision can like alter your the future that's coming. Like that, but that's a whole different conversation that we can have later. You're no, let's, let's have it right now because I, I can tell you my experience. I graduated uh, college uh, with a degree in broadcast, and I had a job lined up for me in Miami or um, 
Um, it was um, Fort Lauderdale. And the job with me in Fort Lauderdale. And I said, no, I want to do film. And I got in my car and I drove out west to California. And long story short, I'm still here today. You know, if I took that job in Miami, the Miami area, it would have been a whole different lifestyle. Like it would have been a total split as to what we are a product of our decisions. That makes this life so cool because you only get one. Yeah, like um, I don't know if I ever told you this in the when we were talking off screen, but 2017 was a huge year for my curiosity, like mainly with film. Um, long story short, I was able to do three short films, um, a film festival that I put together and like two other stuff that I can't recall. And that was just because I was that ambitious, but um, it came out of cost. I lost a, like a five-year relationship. I lost a job. I lost like a lot of capital of my, like of my savings. Yeah. Um, and honestly, bro, like if I'd never decided to go back into the kitchen after all that, truthfully speaking, I would not be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be with the girl from in, I'm with right now. I wouldn't be living where I'm at. Like we, we kind of doubt ourselves at the presence of it, but like later when the time comes, when, when life tells, like decides to show you like why that happened, I mean, there's no taking anything back. Maybe you can you can wonder what could have been different, but like I don't regret anything. I don't wish anything was different. I, yeah. I I'm grateful for all the pains. I'm grateful for all the 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 loves. I'm grateful for everything. Personal question, and you don't have to yeah. answer this, but I'm just curious. You know, I had a similar situation in 2018. It was a rough year. Uh, the world beat me down with, with both fists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there there's a part that you that says, you know, I should probably give up. What made you go? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Like, what was the first spark of the drive to keep going to put everything back in your favor? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a past presence. That's like for a creative person. I think that's a daily question, a daily obstacle. Um, mm -hmm. At the present right now, what, what, what has me moving forward is my my lifestyle, my girlfriend, the people that support me back then. Truthfully speaking, I was like in a very dark place. Uh, I'm not sure how I pulled through, um, but I think in the simplest words is probably what one of my film teachers told me. And I always carry this with me. And they said, um, never settle for less. And I just put that in my DNA. And like, I can't give up. I got to keep going. Like, I got to even if it's not successful, even if I'm not rich from it, I got to do it because I got to see it through and it's something I wanted to do. Um, it might change me after or it might affect me after, but shit, I'm very grateful for like the journey. I mean, who, who can say that they put together a film festival that had 200 attendees? Like, yeah. So yeah. Honestly, it's a like that that answer. I, to be honest, changes on a daily basis. So it's it's all up to how I am in a mental state and the people around me to that give me that boost forward. I'm gonna get up no matter what. Like that's a given. But it's dependent on the people and the influences around me to determine how quick I can get back up. Absolutely fair. Dropping science, dropping knowledge. Uh, as you roll on, man, I see the empire growing. Simply talk the podcast. Walk me through this. What's the plan for this one? Uh, I'm wrapping up season one. Uh, I literally just wanted to. I've been trying to do a podcast for over a year. And with legit the name of the first episode, just start. 
um the lesson there was like sometimes we get too caught up in the conversation of what we want to do that by the time it comes down to like grind time we're too intimidated by it so, <laughs> yeah it's okay if it's shitty it's okay if uh if you don't have any viewers it's like everything starts at a very shallow depth but eventually with time and with more like work put into it you're gonna see the momentum you're gonna see the current slowly take you where you need to and simply talk you came because i wanted to just try out a podcast i wanted to talk to people and i wanted i wanted to give people a voice like something that not many people have i feel what's been your experience so far what's been the best experience uh, yeah oh what's been your experience but give me the best one that'd be great my experience so far is it's not easy it's um it's uh i tried doing the 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 filtered version which is like record for 60 minutes and then cut it down to like 20 minutes um as much as i try to be an editor and as much as i know i'm a pretty decent editor i don't like editing so eventually by by episode four i learned that like hey i can i can drown myself in all this stress and try to do everything myself or i can just go on fiverr invest a few bucks and work with people which is what i like to do mm-hmm. and just focus on the on the on the theme focus on the on the purpose of simply talk which is just to have people um my favorite thing so far the best thing has been being wrong about certain people like with social media and all these different like superficial platforms you only get like a two-dimensional version of what a person is um there's a lot of depth to people that that doesn't show through um social media or through those two dimensionals and i've learned to kind of just i've learned to like i've learned to listen i learned to hold a conversation and i i've learned to just kind of like it might sound a little morbid but i've learned how to have faith in humanity a bit more because right. it's just, huh so right 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 yeah because nowadays you just you're surrounded by so much like negativity and so much um like problems and and just so much noise that you forget that like a conversation goes a long way and people are not so bad you just it's just negativity is what sells at the moment and i want to be a reason to sell something inspirational so seeing people get inspired by the conversations is a huge reward to me I see the inspiration throughout all the tendrils of Simply Creative, the empire, if you will. But I got to ask that big question, man. You talk about ambition and vision. What's the next step in, in immediately in this year, next year, and the year after for your creative endeavors? Well, this year, um, I'm trying to – I want to be able to shoot an interrogation scene that that I've had in, like, my archives since, like, 2016. Just because it's been, like – 2018 was the last time I shot something. And also – this is going to be a first time too because i'm going to also debut as the actor um put, put in my acting chops for a trial see if i'm any good um so that's that i want to start traveling a bit more in the florida area because i'm looking into like relocating um i love miami i learn i love what it's taught me but uh, i i'm ready to move on elsewhere um but what's next um this boy better get some good barista skills. That's what's next, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. 
Uh, well, I, I always ask people that are on the show from time to time uh, if there's any kind of like a a, a motto that you you start by. You also said before what your teacher said, uh, but is there a motto or, or axiom or something that you believe in or stand by you want to share with the listeners right now? Um, there's so many. Uh, the easiest one is the never settle for less. I think that's for that's for like ambition relations type of thing. But for an individual, something I've learned the hard way and I still sometimes forget and have to remind myself is it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to like, and, and right off the bat, people are going to be like, oh, what do you mean? But what I mean is it's okay to be selfish for yourself and take the risk, even though the people around you are telling you no or, or showing you a different direction. Because at the end of the day, it's it's your life, it's your curiosity, it's your creativity, it's your voice, and like there's two versions of this: either people, either people are supporting you or they're in the way. So it's up to you to filter it out. Um, so I always try to tell people: be selfish, man. Be, be if you're not selfish for yourself, who's going to be selfish for you? Like who's going to care about what you want to do? So True. that's that's on a personal level. That's one of the things I. That's one of my mottos. I got one more question for you, and I'm curious about this one. So I had asked you uh, before we got on the air, and you had told me that, that it says your mind runs on a constant clock or timer. And what does that mean day to day? What does that mean for you? It's it's really, it's a curse. It's um, <laughs> baking doesn't help. Let me tell you, baking, yeah. like, it's, it's with baking like, on a busy day when I have like a bunch of stuff to prep, I have like at least easily six timers going off at once. Uh, that's just with that world. But my my head functions on a on a time clock manner because I my my roots are in the kitchen, so everything mm -hmm. is like pickup time. How long can you can you make the food from the moment it comes on the line to to a person's table? And also, film production teaches you that. Time is money. If you're yes. on time, you're late. If you're like, you know, the same. Um, so it's just I'm always kind of like forecasting my day, seeing how I can squeeze time here and there. Sometimes successful. Sometimes I just want to lay on the couch and like watch YouTube or or I'm still waiting for Stranger Things to come out with the new season. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just it's the way that I keep myself sane because I, it 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 gives me a sense of like control and and progress with my own time. Oh, real talk, man! Thanks for being on the show, New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Now, if someone wanted to connect with you or follow you online or just buy some of your stuff if it's available, how do you go about doing that? Well, if you want to hit me up just directly, uh, my personal account is andycs419. There, we can just chat about whatever you want to chat. But if you want to like talk about creativity and bread making and just like anything that your mind wants to kind of like gravitate to, simply creative nine two nine five is where you'll find me and my girlfriend Ellie. Uh, we try to post stuff about bread. We try to post things about podcasts. We just try to be creative, and whether people are watching or not, it's our platform and we welcome anyone. Um, just like our place, open door policy. Just let us know when and you're welcome to come in. I'm going to follow you after right after this. This has been New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more at newamsterdam.com.
so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs>